Hey, y'all. Hey, and thanks for listening in into another Talks with Tamron, uh, where we talk about everything, mom life, wifehood, everything in between, um, with a twist of inspiration. And I have a very special guest, Numade, aka That African Butterfly. Hey, how's it going? Welcome, 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 girl. Thank you. So um, introduce yourself and tell everybody what's your connection with mental health. Sure. Um, as Tamara mentioned, my name is Nimade, or That African Butterfly, as I'm known on social media. Um, I do a lot of different things. I have a day job at a bank, and then I work with uh, several nonprofits in the area up here. Um, and then I also do some things on social media, some lives, and um, a show with a friend. Um, I talk about and care about a wide range of topics, but mental health is definitely at the top of my list um, of subjects that I try to talk about and bring awareness to just because it's something that I've lived with for so long and almost lived with with a a sense of shame until I realized how much um, sharing my story helped other people. So um, since then, now you can't get me to shut up about mental health. (laughs) And I love it. You guys, I mean, she is the live queen. She goes on live, I know, every, what, Thursday? Uh, every Tuesday to talk about mental health and every Sunday to talk about self-love. Okay. Yeah, she is the live queen, okay? So feel free to go watch her lives. I mean, she is a writer. She is a creator. She is a host. I mean, she's won so many awards for her writing. So um, kudos to you, girl, on that. Thank you. Thank you. Um, Yeah. So when I was thinking about the different episodes that I wanted to do, um, mental health was definitely um, up there high on the list of topics. And when Mm -hmm. I thought of mental health, you were the first one to really pop in my head. It's okay to not be okay. And I'm wondering, you know, I know people are wondering like, okay, what is that supposed to mean? Of course, it's, it means mental, you know, we're going to be talking about mental health and that it is okay to not be okay. So um, getting into our first question, why do you think it's such a stigma on a person, especially us women mm-hmm. in the African-American community um, having mental health issues? I mean, I think the biggest reason it's a stigma is because it's seen as a weakness and nobody wants to be seen as having that type of that type of weakness. Um, Also, I think a lot of times when people think about mental health, even when they talk about it, they frequently talk about it in terms of feelings. Right. Like Mm -hmm. I feel sad. I feel anxious. I feel all these things. So it's almost natural for people to be like, well, you're in control of your feelings or more so importantly, you're in control of how you react to your feelings. So mm-hmm. when people have mental health issues, it's being seen as, you know, they're not being strong enough to control their feelings. Right. When the truth of the matter is, you know, just like everybody has physical health, mm-hmm. everybody has mental health. Exactly. So when everybody has physical health, so everybody has mental health as well. So it's really not a matter of not being strong enough. Um, It's literally your brain. It's coming from your brain. Even though we talk about feelings, it's coming from your brain. So that is what is impacting you. And for some of us, like I have clinical depression. Mm -hmm. So that means like my brain literally is not firing off the chemicals that I need to 
feel the right emotions or to function in the right way. Um, and so I just feel like, especially with women, knowing all of that, and especially um, with our culture, Black women, we're supposed to be strength and the strong Black woman. So mm-hmm. nobody really wants to admit that they're having a bad day or a weak moment. Right. Exactly. And I'm glad that you um, brought up that it all starts in our brain and that Mm -hmm. mental health is just as important as physical health. Um, A lot of people nowadays um, focus on physical health, but um, put mental health on the back burner. Just, you know, given a little emphasis on my um, experience with it. um, And, you know, I started having anxiety attacks, panic attacks a couple of years ago. And at first I did not know what it was. Um, I would go to the hospital. They didn't know what it was. And uh, this is how I know that everyone really keys in on physical health because they were testing me for everything from the Rudy to the Tootie besides Mm -hmm. my mental health. I mean, I was seeing a cardiologist. I was seeing a pulmonologist. Um, I had sleep studies done, um, echocardiograms, you know, going to this doctor, going to that doctor um, until uh, I found my recent PCP. And, you know, she was like, listen, you know, I believe it's anxiety. And I'm like, no, 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 there's nothing wrong with me. I am fine, you know. Mm-hmm. And, you know, she's like, I know you may kind of downplay therapy. She said, but have you thought about therapy? I'm like, I don't need therapy. Mm. You know, I am fine. You know, I'm waiting on my test to come back from the um, cardiologist. But that just, you know, goes to show that we focus. We're like looking for something physical. We are looking for something to come back in the test something wrong with the blood work something wrong with this something wrong in the x-ray and when nothing is wrong you -hmm. know I hate to throw this term out there but I'm like people are going to think I'm crazy because I am having these feelings it's something going on in my body but all Mm -hmm. these tests that I'm taking is saying that I'm normal you know it's saying that there is there is there is nothing wrong with me right and so it took me a while to really come to, come to terms on what was really going on with me. I was having horrible anxiety attacks, horrible, mm-hmm. horrible panic attacks. But you said they've stopped since then? Um, I don't have them to the extent that I was having mm-hmm. them um, because there was a period of time where I was scared to drive. Because every time I got in the driver's seat, I would have a full-blown panic attack. And I mean, I wouldn't really be thinking about negative thoughts or anything. It would just just hit me and my heart would start racing. I would start sweating. Um, It felt like I couldn't catch my breath. Um, uh, my underarms started itching. <laughs> I mean, everything, you know, I thought I was going to pass out. Yeah. And so there were, there was one point in time where I was afraid to drive and, um, even going to work, driving to work would take me forever because I had pinpointed different, um, stops that I would make. 
So mm-hmm. if I started feeling coming on, then I would pull over to the McDonald's or, you know, this place in a well-lit area because yeah. I would, you know, have to be to work so early it was dark. Um, so, I mean, I don't, I don't have them like that anymore. Um, but at times I do feel like I'm on edge, mm-hmm. which, you know, brings me, you know, into my second question about meds. To take meds or not to take meds, that is the question. I'm on meds now. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and, you know, they have really helped me a lot. A lot. So yeah. what is your take on meds? So my take on meds is, first and foremost, do what feels you know best for you. As right. far as, you know, chemicals or going natural. Mm-hmm. But the fact that nobody questions the fact that I need an inhaler because right. I have asthma and my lungs don't function well. Um, mm-hmm. So when people question mental health medicine, it goes back to what I was talking about earlier. People think of mental health stuff in terms of feelings and forget that it's involved with an actual brain. So mm-hmm. it's an actual organ that functions mm-hmm. or doesn't function well right um and some of us really do need medication um to get that that organ functioning uh mm-hmm. quote unquote properly right it's easy for people to say like oh and i fought it for the longest time like it took me, me a while too. to get this, this level <laughs> of acceptance like i would me get too. on it and then i'd start to feel better and i'm like great i'm i'm good i don't need it anymore mm-hmm. and then the cycle would begin again you know mm-hmm. But that goes back to the stigma question you asked is because there's such a stigma about needing medication. Um, But like I said, like nobody doubts the medication we take for any of our physical stuff. Mm -hmm. So it's the same as your as your mental. And yes, there's still self-care you need to do. There's still things that you personally need to do to help um, regulate it and Mm -hmm. help the medicine but it's the same as physical stuff right like there's medication you can take but you still have to take the steps to be healthy it's the same with your i'm taking medication if you need it me too i fought it for a long time about you know taking medicine i'm like i'm not taking any medicine Mm -hmm. and it took me a good year or so i started taking it and i saw that it really helped me you know, then I was like, okay, just like you said, okay, people don't question when you have to take medicine for your cholesterol, for your blood pressure, right. you know, for asthma, for a cold, you know. I've experienced it, but not so much from the point of like, oh, get over it. Mm-hmm. Um, more so from people with toxic positivity, right? So it's not like they are being on their end purposely rude about it or telling me to get over it. But they're trying to like force that positivity when sometimes you need to be in your feelings. Like mm-hmm. that's okay. And a lot of times people have issues because they try to push themselves out of the feelings or ignore it um, instead of truly addressing it. Mm-hmm. So sometimes like if I'm down, like I just need a minute to be down. And right. that's okay. Um, but being like, it's okay. It's all good. And happy mm-hmm. thoughts. Like, mm-hmm. yes, those things are all wonderful, but I also... I'm just down right now and that's right okay also right and you have to accept your feelings at the moment like you you have to um live in the moment right and 
you know, with dealing with anxiety, that's how you can find out what your triggers are. Like one of my triggers is when I'm being rushed, when I'm, and I just start feeling on edge and I'm like, okay. Right. Yeah. I think that's the hardest thing for people to understand is that there are so many, like it really isn't in our control. Like as much Mm -hmm. as we want to say it is, it actually isn't like I, and that's actually frustrating for the person living with it. Right. Um, You know, like with my depression, like it's, do you know how upsetting it is to feel bad when you know your life is great? (laughs) Right. I don't want to feel bad. I acknowledge that there's actually nothing wrong, but I can't tell you why I feel like I'm drowning right now. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. So it's, Mm -hmm. it's very frustrating. Sometimes I want to scream because I'm like, listen, if I could just think it better, I would. And, you know, just because I'm depressed doesn't mean I don't acknowledge that things are great. Like I wish I had a reason that would make it actually a little bit better but i don't it's just how i feel because my brain just it is what it is a lot of these conversations need to be had because people are quick to place labels you know Mm -hmm. and that was um one of the things that i was thinking of of which can get you into a whole world of trouble thinking what other people think of you i'm like okay Mm -hmm. so what are people going to think when I tell them I take Zoloft every night and you want to think this and you know, yeah. my husband's like, who cares? Who cares? Yep. That's what, that's really what you have to tell yourself is who cares. And then something yeah. I've started doing recently when I have um, anxiety stuff, like just about various situations, mm-hmm. um, I tell myself, and this is, you can tell I spend too much time on TikTok. I talk to like the, <laughs> the lingo of the young kids, but they have this thing where they're like, you're the main character. And I'm like, yes. So I just tell myself like, I'm the main character. Mm-hmm. And everyone else is like a part of my life, you know, mm-hmm. um, not that they're auditioning to be in my life, but you know what I mean? Like it's, it's what makes me happy is what is the most important, you know, like mm-hmm. no one really questions the main character of the movie of what they're, they're doing. Um, so I just remind myself that I'm the main character. If someone doesn't like something, they can bounce. Right. And it's really, it's that simple. I like that. I really do like that. And I was surprised, you know, that people that really many people that sent me a message Mm -hmm. and said, I am so glad that you are talking about that. Or I have been dealing with some, you know, similar issues and I didn't Mm -hmm. know what it was. I mean, I was just like, oh my gosh. Yeah. There's a lot of people. It's so common. But we all are, you know, in shame about it and mm-hmm. we're quiet about it. And then you hear someone who says it and you're like, oh, my gosh, yes, thank you. I feel seen. My story can help someone else. It is helping someone else. Can you talk about your experience with depression and anxiety and the impact that it has on your life? Um, yeah. So with my depression, like I was saying earlier, the frustrating thing about it is you know knowing and recognizing how blessed I am and how good life is and then I just feel like I'm drowning which is the way that I usually describe it to people um you know like I can go to bed feeling fine and wake up feeling like I'm just drowning and just trying to like exist is difficult Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. uh which is hard to explain to people who don't quite understand it but right um, it's just it's just exhausting like there's every little thing just feels Mm -hmm. like it's so hard to do that's why i use the drowning analogy it's like i see the surface 
and I know it's there, mm-hmm. but like I'm swimming and I'm swimming and I'm swimming and I'm not getting there. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, and you're just praying throughout that ride that eventually you make it and you'll be able to take a deep breath. Right. Um, and usually, you know, it happens eventually. Some days it feels like you're swimming for a day or so. Mm-hmm. Some days it feels like weeks. Mm-hmm. Um, and just kind of got to stay strong, stay strong through it. But, you know, I've had times in my life where I was just like, I can't, you know, um, and that's, that's difficult. Um, and then with my anxiety, um, that is, is also frustrating for me because like, I wish I could turn off the thoughts and, um, you know, like, especially with, when it's worrying thoughts, mm-hmm. it's most of it. It's like, I know it's irrational. Like you don't mm-hmm. tell me, like, I hate when people are like, Oh, well, you don't have to worry about blah, blah, blah. I'm like, I know that. That's why right. it's important. Like, I know I do that. <laughs> right. So, you know, it's not like, like, I almost wish I was delusional and believed it because then I think it would be easier <laughs> yeah. to swallow, you know, yeah. versus like having your mind race with thoughts. You know, it's foolish to even think about. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. But my therapist has definitely helped me with uh, um, learning how to stop and pivot the thought. Like, you know, so mm-hmm. when I think certain it's on the depression side or my anxiety side, you know, I stop the thought and I think like, what about that statement is true and what isn't yeah. true? And I right. go from there and that has helped a lot. Mm-hmm. Um, and then also with my anxiety, um, a lot self-reflection on triggers because like I just said, something that's frustrating with the anxiety is that you can't really control the thoughts. Mm-hmm. But there are areas of my life and different situations where like I could control it and at least right. help it, you know? Mm-hmm. So like I, by nature, am just late all the time. It's just, sorry, I am. Um, <laughs> I really do late try. Late <laughs> Yes, I, I try. Um, but obviously not enough. However, yeah, I know that being late actually gives me anxiety. I don't like being late. I don't want to be late. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I have anxiety because I'm rushing. I mm-hmm. and I have anxiety when I get there, and I'm just like that is controllable. Like yeah. that is something like I can't control where my thoughts go mm-hmm. about the world, but I can control if I'm early to something so mm-hmm. that I don't have at least that you know hour half hour period where I have anxiety about stuff, you know, right. or even like procrastinating. Um, mm-hmm. It's something that's always been tough for me. Mm-hmm. And, you know, this isn't like easy switches, like, oh, I flipped the switch, I'm this better person. Yeah. But I've definitely noticed that at least striving to be. Mm-hmm. And for me, it's not like, oh, I'm striving to be this for other people. Like, I'm striving to be it because it actually helps my life. Like, exactly. procrastinating while on some level it feels good because you don't do what you want to do. Yeah. But it's not like I am the type who procrastinates, like, by forgetting. That'd be different if it was like, oh, I have this thing to get to. I'll get to it. Whatever. It's fine. That's not how my little brain works. My brain is like, oh, I have this thing to get to. I'll get to it. Mm -hmm. Oh, my goodness. Why am I doing this? We should really do this. You remember that thing? And then my brain is nagging me and nagging me and nagging me. And it's just like, just do it. If you just do it, then you're not worried about it. Um, So that's definitely a step I've taken um, with my anxiety is figuring out what things give me anxiety that I can control to at least offset the things that I can't control I am a planner so I can plan it I can write it down in pen not that you know put a little Mm -hmm. reminder in my phone to alert 15 minutes before Mm -hmm. and then it comes and I'm like 
I can do that later. <laughs> right. You know. <laughs> I say the same thing. I'm like, but really, that's when the masterpieces come. Yeah. I'm like, I'm like a diamond. I'm forged with pressure. Like, yes. I tell myself all the excuses for why it's okay that I procrastinate. Right. But really, I should stop. Right. I mean. <laughs> right. Like, we just, it's, it's second nature. And like I said, we make the excuses for why it's okay that we do it. Mm-hmm. And the fact that we do still produce good work <clears throat> is like negative validation, you know? Yeah. Like, <laughs> like it'd be one thing if like we did it and things were screwed up all the time, but when we do it and mm-hmm. things still work out, we're like, well, it's not that bad. Right. But for you me, know? like I said, I had to, and because it was like that for so long, it it's easy to keep doing it. Uh-huh. But I'm really like in a phase of my life right now where I just want, to feel good and feel happy all the time you know like i feel like right. i deserve it so i've really just been figuring out and you know i recently moved mm-hmm. um so that's Congrats. sort of like, thank you very much um and so that's sort of been like my theme with my house like you know i love traveling i'm like well why do i love traveling mm-hmm. and part of it is because i love seeing new things but mm-hmm. the other part of it is because i allow myself to be bougie when i travel <laughs> <laughs> I do. <laughs> right. So I'm like, but why do I have to wait till I travel to have like those things? You know what I mean? Like, for example, like it's a small thing, but when I go to hotels, I love getting in like clean white bed sheets and like mm-hmm. that feels so good. But like yeah. I never get them for home. And I'm like, but why? Why not? Yeah. You like shell out a little more and get yourself really nice white bed sheets. That makes you feel better. And it's crazy because it's such a little thing, but I'll still have moments getting in bed where I'm like, ah. So, um, <laughs> <laughs> so like little things like that and so that's really been like my goal with setting up my house is that I just feel joy and I feel happiness um, and not waiting for it to be a special occasion or a special thing um, mm-hmm. because those things aren't any less special right? Uh, if you wait but your day to day becomes better when you make those changes so for me it's just really identifying what makes me feel good even if it's the opposite of something I thought I liked so um you know, like talking about like not procrastinating or not mm-hmm. um, being late. Um, also, I'm a night owl by nature. Like I, it's easier for me to stay up till 5 a.m. than it is to wake up at 5 a.m. Mm-hmm. Um, but I realized that I really do love the peace of the morning. Yeah. Um, it feels good, you know, so even yeah. if I'm getting the same hours she did, like being up early in the morning just feels good to me. So mm-hmm. I forced myself to change my schedule. It's still easier for me to stay up late, but I really, truly do try to go to bed between 10, or 10 and 11, mm-hmm. which I know is late for some people, but trust me, that's very early for me. <laughs> um, I used to be a 1 a.m. to 2 a.m. or every night. So yeah. going to bed at 10 to 11, but it was a conscious change I had to make. Mm-hmm. Um, to get those morning hours and it was remembering that I was doing it for me and to to feel good um, so even though I don't know maybe like there's a part of me that likes to rebel so mm-hmm. I'm like if everyone says I have to do this I'm not gonna do it yeah. and see I'm still fine <laughs> not doing it um, but like that's not helping me like see a night apple mm-hmm. so I think it's important to like identify that for yourself like really sit figure out even if you have to write it down like what makes me happy what doesn't make me happy and like what can I incorporate to bring in those pieces because there is so much in life that is out of your control whether right. it's with your depression or with your anxiety so I am intentional now about not not procrastinating and trying to be at my appointments and whatever you um on time 
I see that I don't have as many anxiety attacks. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I can just go with the flow. Yes. And I was going to add, like, it's interesting that um, your triggers can also change, you know? I think people sometimes forget that as well. So maybe you were okay watching those movies before, but now you're not because life changes, right? And Mm -hmm. you have different things that happen. I couldn't watch it. Like, Mm -hmm. it was triggering for me because mm-hmm. it was too closely to like where I felt we were headed even though I knew it wasn't going to get that bad yeah but it, it was triggering for me and I go through periods of time like I love true crime docs documentaries mm-hmm. and shows but yeah. if I'm going through my anxiety on a serious level I can't watch them it's right too much for me thank so, you yeah so you're it, it 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 varies and I just think it's really important to spend that time figuring out what those triggers are and also understanding that those triggers might change. What is one piece of advice that you would give a woman that may be listening right now um, that may be battling with anxiety or depression? Uh, My one piece of advice is don't be afraid to talk about it. Um, If you can get a therapist, because as much as we love venting to our friends, um, the friends don't have the tools help you Mm -hmm. overcome those things right and as self-aware as you are because i'm painfully self-aware um but that still doesn't give you the tools you need to to get over and you know to work with your with your condition um and also know that everybody deals with it Mm -hmm. you know um throughout life i think it's like one in five people um Mm -hmm. every year experience some type of mental illness Mm um and sometimes it's you know it's a lifetime thing, like those of us who have clinical depression, and sometimes mm-hmm. it's just a period of time thing. You lost a family member, you're going through a divorce. <clears throat> um, it may not be forever, but it may be for that period of time that right. you need the the extra help. Um, don't feel like you're you're weak because of it. Uh, I always say that you're actually really strong because of it, mm-hmm. because exactly. you're dealing with all of that and you're still doing everything like you're dealing with how you feel and you're still getting up and you're still you know going through life especially like hats off to moms who have Mm -hmm. depression or anxiety like Mm -hmm. I couldn't imagine like I'm so blessed even though actually it's part of why I chose not to you know have kids um but I'm blessed that like when I have that period of time I can just be like well I'm not doing anything but you can't do that with kids you can't be like hey kids I'm not not in the mood to mom today I'm just gonna be here you know um maybe when they get older you can but not certainly when they're younger and so like I have so 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 much respect for mothers um but you know the fact that you still do that is the opposite of being weak Mm -hmm. um so definitely don't feel weak and know that more people deal with it than you realize and sometimes sometimes they just need you to open up about it like I can't tell you how many people in my life open up about it now since I've started talking about it mm-hmm. and they just you could be that one person that one voice they need to hear to open up and it's it's therapeutic for you as well to talk mm-hmm. about it mm-hmm. um, so that would be my that would be my um, advice you know exactly. and you're the main character like I said earlier you're the main character everyone should be the main character of their lives and so mm-hmm. you should be attracting to yourself things that make you happy and make you feel better and that includes people and who you talk to and who you share your life with I love that that is some good advice um you guys need to write that down I mean that is some that is some great advice and just to throw this in there everybody is dealing with something mm-hmm 
no matter what we see on social media, people put on social media what they want you to see, what they want to be portrayed as. Yeah. If if you are experiencing something and you like, I don't, you know, I don't, I don't feel right. Mm-hmm. Go to the doctor, talk to someone about it. Something I always remind myself and other people of is, you know, yes, there are some of us who overshare. Like if you watch my stories, I share what I'm doing all day because I'm bored. But, but I love it. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. I try to make it entertaining. Um, but for the most part, people aren't sharing their failures. They're just sharing their successes. And you can't compare your everyday light to someone else's highlight reel. Because that's what exactly. it is, right? What you mm-hmm. post on Facebook, what you post on Instagram, that's mm-hmm. your highlight reel. That's like comparing your day-to-day to a quick movie montage moment in mm-hmm. a movie. You mm-hmm. can't do that to yourself. Because exactly. they have all those moments, you're just not seeing them. Right. And sometimes the grass looks greener because it's fake. So right. it's astroturf. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. Getting on the social media thing. Social media is good. Mm-hmm. And then so many people have turned it into something just horrible. Yeah. And me and my husband was just talking about that. He said, What would you be doing now if there wasn't social media? And I'm like, oh, wow. Um, you know, I had to really think about it. I'm like, I'll be doing yeah. the same thing. He's like, okay, so where would you be sharing those pictures at? Where would you be sharing your quotes? You know, he right, was exactly. really, really getting me to think. He was like, people show what they want to show. And I'm like, I know that, you know? Yeah. And um, a lot of people get into that imposter syndrome. Yeah. Listen, vanity is vanity. I mean, it, you know, everything that they show, you don't know what goes on behind closed doors. And with that imposter syndrome, it has really been um, getting to people mentally. It's really causing a lot of people anxiety or depression because yeah. they see somebody post um, a house, a big, mm-hmm. beautiful house. And they don't live in a big, beautiful house. Right. So they're depressed or they see someone post that they just bought a new Range Rover and they don't have a Range Rover. So they're depressed and they see somebody post this. So they got to post that. And it yeah. gives you anxiety because you feel like you have to keep up with the Joneses and the Johnsons. But what you really don't know is that that car is rented. Yeah. And that house is not theirs then they find themselves um overwhelmed engulfed into that social media arena mm-hmm. and I had to really yeah. back about it that like no I'm yeah. a leader not a follower mm-hmm. you know God has made me the head and not the tail and what's for me is for me yes you can't compare yourself to other people because like you said a lot of times what they're showing is a misrepresentation Mm -hmm. um but also like social media is very much what you make it and i don't Mm -hmm. think people really really understand how much they craft their social media world which is a good and a bad thing right Mm -hmm. because Mm -hmm. it's a bad thing because it's very easy to create an echo chamber of what you want to hear and not hear other people's sides views and opinions about stuff right but at the same time you can create a space where you're protected um, and only see what you want to see that makes you happy. Uh, mm-hmm. TikTok is brilliant at figuring out your for you page. Only the stuff I want to see comes up there. But <laughs> even Instagram, it's like the thing with this with social media is it's a 
actual representation of you physically seeing that what you get in is what you put out. Mm -hmm. And what you feed your attention to is what you get back. Mm -hmm. So if you hate a certain family that starts with a K, but you're (laughs) clicking on the post every time it pops up, just so you can be like, why is this about them? Why is that about them? Well, what that tells your computer is that you You want to see it. So Mm -hmm. it's going to keep bringing it up for you. Stop clicking Mm -hmm. on it. Stop commenting on it. Mm -hmm. I had to realize, you know, were the people that I follow creating a sense of envy in me or a sense of me feeling bad? Or were they inspiring me? Mm -hmm. If they were inspiring me, me, great. If they were making me feel a little salty, then it's not good for my mental health. So bye. You know, and there's just so much, you know, to circle it back to mental health, anxiety, depression. There is a lot of it that you really do have to take ownership of mm-hmm. to really navigate it successfully. You have to get to the point where you take ownership of things, identify things, do that wonderful, uncomfortable self-reflection because it mm-hmm. does not always feel good. Mm-hmm. You are not always the hero. Sometimes you're the right. villain. Right. Um, <laughs> you just, you got to get deep with yourself because it's not until you figure out you your triggers you what makes you happy what makes you feel whatever can you really start to format your life in a way that makes it successful and happier for you well listen this has been a great conversation i mean we can talk all day about this i mean right right it is you know it is just a much needed and um both of us are passionate um about this so um we probably need to do a part two i don't know yeah, yeah, I'm always, person. always down to talk to you. Yeah, definitely. Aww. So <laughs> tell everybody how um, they can reach you on your social media handles. And if you have um, any events or et cetera coming up soon. Sure. Um, so like I said earlier, I'm that African butterfly <clears throat> on everything. Um, or you can go to my website, www.thatafricanbutterfly, and I'll give you the links to all of my stuff. Um, I do the lives on Tuesdays about mental health with different guests um, and on Sundays about self-love also with different guests. Um, You can check it out in my IGTV last month. I did a special series with a bunch of um, psychologists and therapists talking specifically about different mental illnesses. The month of June, um, I've been speaking with refugees because it's about to be World Refugee Month. So I spoke with um, a Liberian refugee, a Syrian, um, someone from Vietnam. Check me out. I'm always around and I'm always talking about stuff. And like I said, if you love watching people who overshare, (laughs) follow my stories. (laughs) That's me all day. Stuff that I don't even watch. I know that I can find it on her stories and it'll like catch me up. Like I don't even right. watch the housewives anymore, but <laughs> so definitely if you're not following her after uh, this uh, episode is over, please go follow her at that African butterfly on Instagram and Facebook. Oh, I also forgot to mention, which I would be remiss to two things. Sorry, really quick. So mm-hmm. I recently launched um, national plus guide. So if there are any plus size listeners or people who have plus size people in their life, um, it's it's a directory for all things plus positive. So we're always looking for recommendations. You can go on the page, recommend businesses if you have a business. Um, It's just sort of identifying like, I hate to use the term, but like safe spaces for us, Mm -hmm. um, spaces where you feel comfortable. Um, I know I started it because finding a doctor who is not fat phobic mm-hmm. is a whole thing. Um, so that is available um, nationalplusguide.com. And then also my friend Alicia and I have a series that's on YouTube and on podcasts called More Than My Size. 
where we talk about being two larger than life women with larger than life personalities mm-hmm. who are not the stereotype because people think larger and they think you're you know at home lazy doing nothing right um, but we're both uh we're both uh very much involved in life again Numade, for joining me on this special episode talking about mental health it's okay to not be okay um we do hope that you guys got something from this um if you want to reach out to any one of us please feel mm-hmm. free to reach out to us um our dms are always open because it's lit in the dm yes so thank you so I much for having me i really yes. appreciate the thank time you. just to chat with you and also like the platform to talk about mental health Yes, yes we had a we had a great time so you guys stay tuned till next time and um guess what i'm going to be talking about on the next talks with tamron podcast love you mean it